Hello? Why are you in shock? Can you hear me? Can, can you, you hear me, sir? I can hear you fine. You sound amazing. Hold on. I definitely just lost you. I'm here. I'm here. My my line's wiggling. Okay. But your line's working, but I couldn't hear you. So that was my problem. That was my fault. <laughs> Hey, everybody, Pre-Accident Investigation Podcast. It's Todd Conklin. How are you? Man, what a week. This is a, what a week. I don't know. We'll talk about this later. There's going to be a whole special discussion on everything that's happened because i got to get my head around everything. It's crazy. But today's a pretty good day for a podcast. And today's podcast is really about, um, uh, a concept is it a concept is that what you'd call this a uh, uh, an idea which is concept i'm saying the same thing in different language the different not language but different words it's about an idea that um i think's pretty sweet so you know there's a million podcasts out there cuz there are probably a, i bet there's more than, there's a lot of podcasts in the world that's for sure and uh and what happened is our buddy jay allen who runs safety fm you guys are familiar with that kind of a safety radio station on the web he put together a program where he's doing kind of the greatest hits now that's not the right impression of uh, a, a, a compendium compendium that's hard to say of podcasts where he looks at little snips of podcasts and puts them together in a 30 minute show and it's, I think it's really interesting. I, f- I listened to the first couple of them and was incredibly interested. In fact, I think I'm going to put one on probably next week's podcast so you can have a chance to listen to it and see what you think. But I talked to Jay about it because it, it's really not a question of this podcast program, which you th- I think he's calling it around the safety podcast. But it's really a question of how the way we communicate safety has, has changed. And it's changed because the way we think about safety is changing. The way we think about reliability is changing, which is a big part of this discussion. And in the old world, we did safety to workers. And I mean that in a nice way. I think it sounds kind of mean, but we we sort of thrusted safety upon the workforce. And you know what I mean when I say that. So that's, that's not a, a big mystery. In the new world... The, the shift that's happening in the way we look at reliability and resilience, we're really sort of figuring out that the workers aren't the problem to be fixed. The workers in many ways are the solution. And that when we actually look towards the expertise that exists in doing typical work on a daily basis, which is something we talk about a bunch, then that means the way we communicate, classic one-way communication, I tell you what to do or not to do, is changing to more of a dialogue, which is why you're hearing things about learning teams and everybody's talking about sort of capturing data from the workers themselves. Well, that's what we talked about, and that's what the podcast is about, and I think you'll find it pretty interesting. So without a lot of bunch of fanfare, because I can do that, I'm not afraid to go into a lot of bunch of fanfare, let's listen to this discussion between J. Allen and myself where we talk in nauseating detail almost about really podcasting for safety, not so much. It's not really inside baseball, 
what we really talk about is how we change the way we communicate with one another. So here is today's pre-accident podcast. So how have you been, Mr. Man, Mr. Busy, start a new radio station guy? Um, trying to stay busy, trying to do some different things to actually bring attention to the profession. So that's what I had to do. Diversify. It's the key. Diversity. It is. Yes, yes, yes. We, yes. we know that diversity creates resilience and resilience helps us manage risk. Look at you going deep right away. Oh, I didn't mean to. <laughs> but that that's a, that's a good thing. I can't believe I'm going to have to eat crow. I, I complain all the time about people who interview other podcasters, how lazy that is. And, and yet, here I go. I'm about to do it. But I think this one's worth it. I totally, well, you, you I feel like this one's worth can, it. You can say I'm a broadcaster. Say I'm a broadcaster. Oh, see, that'll say work. I'm something else. <laughs> that'll work. But this one's worth it because I think, I think you're a, I think you're embarking on the coolest thing that's happened in the industry in the if the industry includes uh, safety communication, which I suppose it should. Well, I'm very humbled by you saying that. Oh, I think it's totally true. I think it's uh, I think it's very, it's very cool. And I think safety communication is probably a worthwhile um, category. Well, so, let, let, let's talk about that for a moment. Yeah, I'd like to. You're, you're, it seems like a good degree, a good degree area. Well, I mean, it's one of these things that I think that there's there's some communication out there, but not enough for everybody who wants to listen, or at least not in the in the format that they want to listen to. And let's kind of sit back for a moment and say, okay, this is a great idea, but let's kind of flip the switch for a moment because you were a big part of this whole thing as well. I mean, we kind of sat on the phone multiple times having this discussion, and, you know, I'm kind of thick-headed sometimes when you start talking to me and not paying a lot of attention to what you were saying of, hey, this is a great idea, and I kind of just sat back for a little bit. And then a, a couple of weeks ago, you slapped me around a little bit, and then I was like, oh, I get you now. So you were ignoring me? I'm really? Not say I, was, I was directly ignoring you. I was just not getting the hint. I mean, and you hinted for a while. So let's even go, let's go a level of abstraction deeper than that. Because so communication as a study area, as an academic area, is you know it's a it's a legit straight up area. If you go to university, you have to take speech class, that kind of thing, right? Right. Um, I don't think people have thought, and 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 maybe they have. I could be really wrong. I should do research on this and and look it up. But in the body of knowledge that I'm of which I'm familiar, I don't see a lot of really heavy duty help around safety communication. There's some for sure, but I mean, I think we understand a couple things. One is that the only message that counts is the one that's received and that lots of understanding safety is done through communicative acts, right? I mean, we, we communicate to one another uh, as, a, as a profession, as a peer group, but also to the people for which we serve, right? So I, I think thinking about this as an area of potential growth, especially for the new view, is pretty valuable because I think most safety communication is one direction. So we tell workers what they need to hear or what we think they need to hear, right? And that's kind of the old school, old view. The worker's the problem to be fixed. Therefore, the way we make safety better is we make workers be more safe. The new view says safety is much more of a dialogue. So inner Bob Edwards or Brent Sutton or these guys who are doing all these safety focus groups, uh, learning teams, right? And what they're really doing is changing the communicative strategy 
or how we communicate around really reliability safety i mean and and that's actually pretty cool that's that's something that i think people haven't thought much about but i could be wrong i mean i could be really wrong on this but that's my guess but you've been thinking about this for a while because i will tell you that we had a very similar conversation and of course for the people that are are listening they're not going to know this but we had a very similar conversation about this for at least a year and a half ago oh probably longer than that I, I was trying to be nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it, but but I think, I, th- I mean, I think one of the ways to increase success organizationally is to provide, what's the word I want, new or novel or better or more interesting or more varied forms of communicative strategies. So the days of the newsletter and the urinal poster, those days probably aren't over. But those are kind of old school methods that that's assuming that management talks to the workforce. Management tells the workforce what to do or what not to do, which is very Tayloristic, very old school. And that's around the assumption that somebody knows I know better than you. So I'm going to tell you what to do. So I'm going to put a urinal note, uh, whatever they call those potty safety potty grams or I can't remember all the, there's a million clever names for those. And I'm going to tell you to be careful, jump higher, care more, try harder. But in reality, what we're learning is that the dialogue, it's the gathering of information that's probably more significant than the giving of information. That's, that's what I would say. I don't know. What do you think? You have a PhD, engage it. I mean, you. It's funny that you mentioned that because I will tell you my. I mean, I mentioned that, that you have a PhD. That well, that's that, parts funny. Well, that's parts funny too. But when you when you mentioned about the urinal signs, my brain defaulted to one of the first ones that I had ever seen, and I don't even know if I should say it on your show. I mean, I, I know I can get away with it on mine, but it said, "When you sprinkle and you tinkle, please be needy and wipe the CD." I don't know why I still remember that, but that's, I do. I don't think that's that offensive. <laughs> well, some people could be offended. It's really the origin of the term mollycoddle. You know what mollycoddle means, right? Do you? Do you know this? No, please tell me. That that is the term for when men sit when they urinate. Oh, I did not know that. Now I I have learned something new today. Yeah, today's a big day. See, it's a big day here in the world of big dayness. So, but but no, I think I think that's that's what you're bringing to the industry. So I love the idea that you're starting a radio station to look for varied populations of people to communicate with which to communicate. I would suggest just between you and me, I mean, this is uh, just a suggestion, so I don't know if it's right or wrong, that I don't think it's bad to look for varied populations, but I don't think there's a lot of populations that aren't involved in safety communication. If you work someplace, you're involved in safety communication. What I like is you're looking really for varied modalities. You're looking for varied methods. You're looking for varied types of communication. And I think that's that's really the key. That's why I think like... Uh, Internal podcast is probably more effective to an organization than an external podcast would be. You know, then having an internal podcast for a project site is probably way more meaningful. If it's done well and it's clever and interesting and people want to listen to it, you know, all the basic rules of podcasting, which we could probably do an entire other podcast on, right? That's probably more valuable than a, than a Jay Allen podcast or a Todd Conklin podcast. Which is yeah. more, which is more global, and and you know you have to ask who your audience is. So my audience, 
I've always thought, and I've been doing this a long time now, my audience is really the community of people that are interested in high-risk reliability. So doctors, nurses, pilots, lots of high-performance computing people, safety people for sure. But anybody who has systems that do something significant, whatever that means, and they can't really fail, or it's, it's bad if they fail. And then I've always thought that my job was to create a community of thought. Sort of a Thomas Kuhn, look that up, you guys, Thomas Kuhn, uh, Invisible College, a collegial relationship, a collegial community. That's what I thought. And I think that that's what you do as a broadcaster or podcaster, however you want to take a look at it, is that you're trying to build that community to kind of drive them to X. And I don't think that there's any difference when it comes to certain aspects of one podcast to another. Of course, your core audience is going to be slightly different. Now, I will tell you that the dream or the fantasy that I had when I started Safety FM, the radio station aspect, was kind of to bring a group of different podcasters, broadcasters together for people to have one section to listen to different podcasts and broadcasts, but they all didn't have to be let's say, for instance, Safety 1 or Safety 2 or Lean or anything along those lines, I kind of wanted them to be a mixture of things. So I wanted it to be more along the lines of one-stop shop. Now, keep in mind, though, that people that look for Safety FM, the radio station, are having a safety need that they're trying to have met. So with this other thing that we're calling Radio Big, what the thought process was there was, going behind the scenes and yes we're still we're doing freeform radio so it's a little bit of everything on there but having the idea where people would come about and maybe they're listening to music and there's some thoughts of safety maybe at some point in their life there was but they're looking into this and listening to music and all of a sudden there's some information about safety that might bring them that direction to look a little bit further interesting how much bluegrass is in there that's what i want to know well, you tell me what you want in there, and I can get it in there. Oh, so anything by the great band. They're no longer a band anymore, but um, Newgrass Revival would be great. Uh, anything with Tim O'Brien, Daryl Scott. I mean, I just, I'll, I'll write you a list. Okay, I, and, I, and, yeah, I will write you a list. And here's the funny thing. I know this guy that used to be a radio host <clears throat> that's on the other line right now. That if you want to come and do an hour, I would love for you to do it. I think my days of uh, playing music might be uh, in the past. Well, maybe we can just do the voice drops and I'll put the music in there. For that you. I could do. That, that Ooh, that would be fancy pants. But that's not the one. So I think Radio Big's interesting, but that's not the one I'm most interested in. The one I'm most interested in is, is the around the dial. Uh, not around the dial, the around the safety podcast thing. So I think one of the coolest things. So, okay, let's start this way. There's a lot of podcasts out there, a lot. In fact, I, I had an email today from somebody who wants to start a podcast, and I I don't know if I was – I mean, I didn't mean to be mean or anything, but I just said there's a lot of podcasts. I'd really rethink that because unless you have something really profound to say, there's so much competition that I'm not sure you'd find an audience, right? Which is just, I'm just kind of keeping it real. I mean, maybe that was negative. It's not negative. Well, now that I've said it out loud, it feels like I might have been a little (laughs) not as supportive as I should have been. Right? Um, So you can't listen to everything, except that you do, kind of. You listen listen to a lot. How do you listen to all these podcasts? How do you handle this? 
I, I there's this depending on the player, meaning the hosting platform, they normally have things that you can either play on two or three speed. Oh, ah, okay. So you speed them out. That's the only way that I'm able to pull it off because I'm always interested in what other podcasters and broadcasters are doing because there's a lot going on in different segments of the world. And that's the only way to be able to do it. I probably designate 10 to 15 hours a week to listen Good to the show. Lord, really? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, but, I, but, but see, that's what I think you bring to the table, which is cool, is that then what you've done is you've highlighted the podcasts that you think are most interesting for the month. Are you doing this monthly? How, how often are you well, doing these things? The plan is to do it monthly, but for somehow I ended up doing two episodes two weeks apart. So I'm starting to get scared because I really like the idea of biweekly. Is that called? Yeah, is I, that biweekly or bimonthly? Bi-weekly? Well, biweekly is what I was thinking, but I don't, I don't know if, <laughs> if I want to commit to that. It's a lot of it's a lot of work. Well, is, is it is it production work or just listening to them work? Well, it's listening to them work, and then of course, I mean, there's the whole aspect that you have to make sure that they're not co- they're not copywritten because I'm not going to pull a clip off of something that has a copyright listed on it. Who copyrights their podcast? There are people that that actually put stuff on there that you cannot you cannot pull their stuff. God, those are people that probably need to get a hobby. Well, I have to tell you that that's <laughs> I have those on almost every single podcast on the network. What? <laughs> yeah. What? what? What are they protecting? I have no idea, but almost every single one of them do. Huh? It's kind of a it's kind of weird because if you think about it in the long term, you're actually giving the you're giving this content over to these podcasters that can put them anywhere that they want. Yeah. So it's kind of silly to put it on there, but I started that. And three, how would, three how would you en- how would you enforce that? It would almost be virtually impossible to do. Yeah, it seems but, it seems like a. a incredibly masturbatory thing to do. I just love that. I love that word. Do you want me to tell you why I did this? Because I wanted to see how many people would copy what I was doing. Okay. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. There's several of them now that actually have that listed on there. How funny, really? <laughs> okay. That's good. But, but so, so let's talk about it. Cause I, so what you've done is every two weeks, which I, which I think is quite doable. I mean, I think that's not terrible. Every two weeks you listen to uh, how many podcasts do you think you listen to in a two-week span? Just es- um, estimate. Probably, I mean, then, about, probably about 40. Holy crap. And you pick what you think are, are are stuff that's interesting that's happening. I mean, it doesn't have to be the best or the worst or the greatest. It's, it's, it's stuff that you think other people should listen to. And you highlight that in a 30-minute in a biweekly podcast broadcast. Well, what it what it actually did I describe is, this right? Well, what we're putting it on is we're actually doing audio content, but doing transcription on a video clip. So it's about thirty minutes or so, give or take. And it's the it's we'll call it highlights of what is happening around the different industry that is the industry of safety, if that makes sense. So we should we should probably nod to where this idea came from, right? So in the old days in radio, back back in the olden days. There was a service called Around the Dial. And if you were a disc jockey, you subscribed to that service and it would give you what's called an air check, which is basically just a, uh, I don't even know how to describe an air check. It's just, it's, it's like a summary of, uh, of, a, the, of the best, the best of your broadcast. Right. A, a summary of a show. Right. Mm-hmm. 
and they would share those air checks around the industry. And so other disc jockeys could hear what other disc jockeys were doing. Right? Right. And that same idea you have translated beautifully, I think, over into the podcasting arena, at least around safety and reliability. And so what this does is it does two things. And, tell, and jump in and tell me if I'm wrong. Is One is it gives people an immediate overview on an every two-week basis of what's happening on podcasts, which that alone is pretty cool. And then secondly, is if you're a podcaster or somebody who does safety communication, you're getting a feeling of what people are talking about on a pretty regular basis. I, near as I could tell, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's a cool idea, and let's just be realistic. Almost all of it was came from around the dial, and a lot of conversations between you and I. What was that and, guy's What was that guy's name that did around the dial? We should say his you name. Know that I, I, you know, you're going to ask me that, and I'm totally going to throw well, me look off. Look it up. Like, you have it. You're sitting in front of a computer. But I tried to email him too, and he he did not respond. That was like about a week and a half ago at this point. So I don't even know if he's still around. I hope he is. Let's hope he is. That's that's what I was looking for because, of course, there's a little secret there as well that um, Mr. Conklin here, or Dr. Conklin, excuse me, was actually on the show. I was. Yeah, I was. Because I had an an okay career in radio. Yeah, you you can give us the high noon thing if you want. I think it would be Oh, no, no, no. You'll have to get that. (laughs) I'm never going to (laughs) say But now people are not going to know what we're talking about if you don't do it. No, I'm not going to do it. So, you know that there are some episodes of your podcast that you've done that on, right? Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure. Because I've always thought it, I thought it was funny. So the the thing is, I emailed him. I never heard anything back, and I would love to remember what the name is off the top of my head. But of course, I don't even know if did we find out if the actual website even existed anymore. I don't. I don't think I'm looking now. I don't think mm-hmm. it does. Um, I found a YouTube thing. Maybe it'll have something in the background. Here's here's what one sounds like. Listen to that audio quality. Huh. See if I can go a little forward. That's not that good of a one. I'll have to look for a better one. So, I mean, if you if you just want to kind of redo what you had done previously, maybe we can have like a feel of what it sounds like. Classic radio air checks. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. No, but I, so realistically, a lot of the idea, like you said, is coming from that. But I will tell you what I wanted to do slightly different was, of course, wanted to give it a little bit of an update, a kind of a polish over. And I wanted it to have kind of a combination of a top 40 radio station feel. And also at the same time, not sure if you're kind of involved with electronica music on how some of those intros are done. So that's why it has like those big booms and all that, all that fun stuff, because I wanted it to stick out. But the highlights here are, of course, for the end user to be able to take a listen to see what's going on inside of the world of safety. But also at the same time, too, I want to highlight these podcasts that are out there. And let's say, for instance, that you're listening to a portion of an episode. And if that's something of interest for you. You have the opportunity now of actually going out there and finding that particular podcast and listening to the whole thing. Which I think is, I mean, that's very cool, is you get a chance to be exposed to that, and that makes a big difference. That guy's name is Tom Connard, and the company was called Aircheck Factory. Aircheck Factory. And and they did these airchecks. And, And I think it did exactly that. It allowed you to go out 
and kind of see what was going on. Let's listen to one and see what it sounds like. Okay, we'll try one more time here. Here he is on Magic what you need, Jay. <laughs> Dancing Danny Wright. Thank you, Scat Brothers. That is the Scat Brothers on Casablanca Records. And I appreciate them doing that song. Dancing Danny Wright here from KMJK 107 FM. If you in Portland, Oregon. Uh, I got to get off there. But, that, but uh, those are kind of cool. And and I think this is a cool, and it's a subscription service, right? I mean, um, correct. So, which I think is good because it, it needs. To, this is a lot of work for you. So if we if we buy access to Safety FM Plus, which is like what a thousand dollars a minute, how much is it? No, what we're what we're what we are what we're doing for the cost is actually nine ninety five a month or ninety nine ninety five a year. But what we have done with the first two episodes of Around the Safety Pod is we have actually put them in front of the kind of of the platform, so that way you can actually go to a, go to them and actually take a listen to them at no at no cost to you. Oh, cool! So you you kind of get exposed to them. Are, are people liking them? What's your feedback on it? We're, well, we're get, the interesting part is that we episode one because we didn't really do a lot of promotion for it. There wasn't tons of movement, but when it came to the second one, all of a sudden a lot of people saw it out there, people that they knew and names and things to that extent. Because we started doing some promotion for it, boom, it went haywire. Um, a few thousand people over the weekend alone on when we first released it. And oh, I was, cool! I, I was I was really surprised. I didn't expect that much traction to occur out of the bat. So, seems like people are liking it. I think it's a cool idea, Jay. I'm I'm proud of you, just because I think I think it goes back to kind of what we talked about at first, which is this idea that that the way we communicate to one another is changing. It's changing. I mean, it's changed because of the pandemic for sure. I mean, think about how much more time people are spending on Zoom calls or Teams meetings, and so we're 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 more comfortable with mediated communication. Uh, in fact, I just learned a term. It's not called eye contact. You don't have eye contact on a Zoom meeting. You have computer contact. You, I have eye contact with your computer, which I guess makes sense, but is freaky uh, at every level. But well, now we need, now we need to start telling people on how to have camera camera eye contact because that's the. That's but it's the true, right? I mean, that's a that's a big part of of how it works, and and that's a part of it, really the whole the whole cha- the world's changed, and um. And because it's changed, the way we communicate with workers is changing and has to change. It needs to change. I mean, it's vital that we change it. You know, it just makes such a difference to to build this dialogue better. And I think all these podcasts, and there's a bazillion of them. I mean, there just seems to be a whole bunch of them. All of them probably are bringing part of the discussion that's worthy of listening to the bigger crowd. I think it's a cool idea. I mean, it. And I mean that in kind of a non-self-promoting way, but I think it's cool because it allows somebody who's busy to benefit from the work you've done of listening. And then if I think it's interesting, I'll go out and find the whole podcast and listen to the whole podcast. I think it's a great idea. 
And that's what we've done. We've tried to actually put the listing in there. So that way there's a reference to the episode of where it's coming from. That way people can actually go out there and find it with relatively no problem. Like I will tell you, in doing part of this project, I was amazed to find a safety podcast about food safety. Uh-huh. Never, never even knew that it existed. And it's actually pretty good. Yeah, no, I talked to those guys. Uh, food safety is really – in fact, I've got a food safety one coming up on my side from the guy who's in charge of all the safety for green chili in the state of New Mexico. It's really interesting. I mean, it's super interesting. It kind of is good to hear as a safety person because you think, oh, I thought my job was complicated. It's nothing compared to these dudes. These dudes, dudes, they're caught. That's a lot of stuff to worry about. Yikes. And they have to worry about it after it's distributed and stuff. I mean, you know, Listeria and all these, all these wild food things that you hear about all the time. The Chipotle syndrome. You didn't ask the question of what happens after the food's being processed, did you? <laughs> you mean through the human being? Exactly. It's uh, it's no longer their problem. That's uh, that's uh, once it comes out of the uh, back end of the system, it then goes over to the community where they process the information there. So that's that's how it works. So how do I listen to this? What what do I tune into? What do I tell people? Well, all you have to do is just go to Safety FM Plus, and you have to spell out plus P-L-U-S dot com, and it's readily available that right there. Just go under the playlist section. It's right in the front. It's around the safety pod. Thanks for doing this, Jay. I really think it's a great service that you're offering. It's cool. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're always welcome. You can come on anytime you want to. Oh, except I don't really interview other podcasters. <laughs> Let's just put that out. So what do you think? I think it's kind of a cool idea um, because he listens to all of, he listens to uh, probably all of, he listens to podcasts all the time to do for that radio station thing he does. And so his idea of doing the work for me is really appealing because then he'll listen to it and then I'll get to pick the ones I think are interesting. And you can too. That's the cool thing about it. So that's the pod for today. We'll talk more. It's coming up for sure. I'll uh, I'll put a whole epi- episode. I can't even talk. I'll put a whole episode up maybe next week, and you can you can hear all that and, and see what happens and see what you think. Until then, my friends, learn something new every single day. Have as much fun as you possibly can. Check in on each other. Be kind to one another. We're going to need this. Uh, this is bad. We're in a bad play. I'm I'm worried. I'm really worried, actually. And until then, and as always, be safe.